What's up, Tim? Yo, yo. Hey, <laughs> I realized something this week. What did you realize? <laughs> With our midweek thought, mm-hmm. it comes out on Monday. <laughs> <sighs> Beginning, you, oh man. What do you think about that? <laughs> I wish I would have thought about that before we made it the name. You know what? That's okay, because I still like midweek thoughts, even if it comes out on a Monday, because who really likes Mondays anyway, and you need something to get going. Yeah, and our podcast schedule is posting on Thursday, so it's mid... You know, the week should revolve around our podcast schedule, so it starts on Thursday, and Monday is like pretty much the middle of the week. It's just over the hump. It's our Wednesday. Yeah. So follow our schedule. Yeah. For midweek thoughts. Let's uh, roll the intro and get right into it this week. And now it's time for some midweek thoughts. Now it's time for some midweek thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> that should be the intro. <laughs> All right. All right, man. So we talked last week about pieces every step you went over a couple steps to think about do you want to just briefly recap yeah basically about not following any type of doctrine or ideology or theology as absolute truth i actually got some feedback online about that about isn't that a doctrine in and of itself and had some good conversation there and it really did make me think a lot about stuff and and basically what i walk away from that is having this way of thinking that you buy into and that can affect you for the rest of your life if you believe it and it might not be true. And I think you constantly have to self-check that. I'll give you an example in my own life. A long, long time ago, somebody told me I was a lousy singer and I didn't know any better. Nobody ever told me I was a good singer before. And quite frankly, I never even thought anything about me singing or not. And growing up in a band, um, I always liked having a microphone. And I did sing. But this person told me I couldn't sing. And he might not have even realized it at the time. I don't know why. Who knows why they said it. Maybe they were self-conscious about uh, their singing voice and told me I couldn't sing to make themselves sound like a better singer for whatever reason. I have no idea, but that little thing I chose to believe and it affected my whole life. Yeah. And you enjoy singing and you love doing it and it's something that brings you happiness. So it's weird how we let something that we really enjoy be totally stifled based on what someone else put into our brain an example and kind of my my uh, bleh, my midweek thought this week is the song Motorcycle Drive-By by a band called Third Eye Blind. And if you haven't heard of them, you are sorely missing out and you need to check that song out. But that song means a lot to John and I and we can kind of get into why. But it's funny, last week after we recorded the podcast, I picked up John's acoustic guitar here in the studio off the wall and... We were just talking about music, and I just started playing the chords to that song, and I didn't say, hey, let's get into this, or I didn't say, hey, why not, let's do a duo, a duet, (laughs) and we just started singing Motorcycle Drive-By, and it's a long song, it's what, like four or five minutes of constant lyrics, 
and him and I just busted out into this song, and him and I were just singing it to each other, and it was kind of a, like a cool moment, and afterwards, I put the guitar down, and we just carried on, and John was singing, and it sounded good. I mean, I don't know. You probably, I guess, beat yourself up over it because of what that person told you. Yeah. But I don't think you're as bad as you think you are. Well, yeah. And even, and we're not going to, we're not going to get into a let's critique John's singing voice right now. <laughs> um, but during that song, like the thing in my head that was playing the whole time, oh my gosh, you, you know, like what if your notes off? Like in my head, I'm imagining Tim trying to sing along. And Tim is a musician. He's a vocalist. He sings really well. Uh, he's critiquing my singing voice and how I'm screwing it up and all of this stuff. And there's this internal battle inside my head that he doesn't even know about. And you know what's funny is during that, I was not thinking. He was not thinking <laughs> anything about no, my singing. No, I wasn't. Because <laughs> I was singing about mine, truthfully. I was, I was like in the moment in my head embracing that song for what I wanted it to feel like in that moment. And I wasn't even concerned how John's voice sounded. I was just, truthfully, I was happy that you were just like engaging with me and you were just being a part. And mm. that's what that's what I cared about. Yeah, not how you sounded. Um, no, it was great. A lot of times too, because I don't, I don't. Sing, I sang one song for my wife a long, long time ago, and uh, that was even before we were married. That's the last time I sang in front of my wife. It's probably been over twelve years. Yeah. But I sing in front of the kids all the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, real quick, that song, what it means to me is I'm a huge sucker for unrequited love stories. And he is a, lyr a lyrical genius. And the whole song is like a giant poem. It's like a giant story. He talks about going to the city to be with this girl who is unobtainable she's this girl who's carefree she's guiltless i guess you could kind of say she's zen john and i were talking about it she's kind of like i guess a buddhist who's experiencing zen she can be in any moment and she's feeling that moment and she's just so content and he just pines for that and he's like what is it about this girl that's so special and in the song she just isn't interested in him as he is interested in her and he struggles with that and he just has to come to those harsh realities that He's never going to be able to have a girl like this or her and him finding his own contentment in that. And it's a really beautiful story. And I think it definitely ties into a lot of how John and I think about life, how deep we are. And what about you, John? So, I wasn't paying any attention to what Tim was saying because I was stinging motorcycle <laughs> drive by in my head the whole time. What do we talk about active listening? <laughs> I couldn't help it, man. <laughs> like the song. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Even, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what it is about the song. If you haven't listened to it, you need to look up motorcycle drive by by third eye blind. That's such a great song. And at the, at the end of the song, I think that's the end is where it, it captured me. They get through a, a, a pretty uh, intense middle of the song. And at the end, I go home to the coast. It starts to rain. I paddle out on the water alone. I taste the salt and taste the pain. I'm not thinking of you again. Summer dies and swells rise. The sun goes down in my eyes. I see this rolling wave darkly coming to take me home. And I've never been so alone. And I've never been so alive. I feel like he gets it. Yeah, he gets it. End. And he allows himself to feel the pain. He says, I taste the salt and I taste the pain. I'm not thinking of you again. And that means that he's actually accepting the fact of the reality of what is happening. Yeah. And even in his aloneness, he says, I've never felt so alone. 
but I've never felt so alive. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, there's just something about this song. It just, it, it gets me, it mm-hmm. moves me. The way he sings it too. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because I secretly want to be a beach bum. It's not a secret anymore, apparently. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All six of you <laughs> now know my secrets. I like to look at other examples in life. Mine's, mine's singing. It might be something else for you. And, and it's odd that there's these things in my own life that I struggle with, but yet I'm constantly telling other people to try to push past all those things. And I like the wedding example of dancing. I'm not a very good dancer. No one told me I'm not a good dancer. That's clearly evident. Like, you don't need to tell me. I just I just know. Okay. Um, and at, at weddings, you know, when you go, there's, there's a select few that go down front and dance. And most family members and friends, some people dance. And I always hesitated to go do it, even though I know it's fun, because I'll dance around on stage with a guitar all day long. It's just, I love it. But put my guitar down and dance to a song i can't and i'm like oh people are gonna think i'm stupid people are gonna see that i can't dance everything like that but when have i ever critiqued those that were dancing up front mm-hmm. never yeah never once sat in there and being like man those people suck at dancing yeah you know so like even if i did that nobody else is going to be looking up there like look at that lousy dancer up there they're going to be saying look at how much fun they're having yeah I wish I could do that. Exactly. I wish I could be like that. Person. I was going to say, they're probably going to wish that they had that carefree spirit that you have. Mm-hmm. And if anything, you'd probably inspire them. Yeah. And if they were sitting there saying like, oh gosh, they can't dance. Well, screw them. You know, what a <laughs> lousy attitude to have. Yeah. I don't care what they think anyway. I don't need you. Yeah. Like how horrible would it be to live like that where you're constantly critiquing other people's negative things, whatever. I think we're really hard on ourselves. We're too hard on ourselves. Uh, it's like going to the gym, same thing. I'm not going to go to the gym because people are going to stare at me and I'm really out of shape and they're way more in shape than me. And I don't want people looking at how out of shape I am. But if you just listen to that sentence that I just said, you're talking so negatively about yourself. Right. Like and your the, internal dialogue is so negative. And you're looking at everybody else. You're looking at all the, when you're at the gym, do you see all the other people just like you? Or do you only see the ones that are like jacked out of their minds? Yeah. Because there are people like you at the gym. Trust me. There's probably more people that go in there that aren't ripped, that aren't athletic, that just want to go in and work out a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I want to dig even deeper into why is that? Because I think so many times we want to just compare everybody else's best with our worst. And I think that's not a good place to be in. No. because nobody else, even even their best, even me when I'm at my best, there's always going to be somebody better. Mm-hmm. You know, so to ever think that I'm the best is foolish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you hear me sing on songs, but you don't realize that I've sung those takes dozens of times, and I'm taking the best, you know, the best takes from each time I've sung it. And we hear motorcycle drive by, and we don't. You know, he's probably written thousands of songs that were terrible. And then that one song came out that really resonated with us. So I don't believe that he's written thousands of songs that are terrible. I don't. I I can't. (laughs) Their albums just that third eye blind album. I could listen to it all day, every day. Like, well, he would consider it terrible. We would consider it genius. But yeah, well, he's a lunatic. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm glad that we had that little powwow sing song last week because 
it really is true. Whenever you let down your guard and let down these uh, insecurities that we let hold ourselves back, we hold ourselves back from feeling and enjoying these moments. They yeah. actually, you, I feel like that's when you really experience like colors in life. You experience the what you're supposed to be experiencing. Yeah, maybe. it feels good. And you get, you get a little bit of a, you know, going back, it's, it's like a good deed. Mm-hmm. It feels good. Mm-hmm. You want to do those things. You mm-hmm. sing and you dance and you have fun. And all of those things, we're so afraid of looking stupid. We miss out on something so great. You see kids singing and dancing and they don't, they don't care. Mm-mm. They don't care at all. No. What changed? We'd be interested in your feedback. What changed from when we were kids to now where we're just so afraid to do anything even? It's that, is it cool? Oh, I'm too cool for that. Yeah, but why are we afraid of critique so much? Yeah, I have no idea. Is it because we aren't confident? Because, I mean, there are people out there where you tell them that they're dumb or they're bad at something, and they're like, I do not care. Like, they just don't, they don't care what you have to say. They, they do it 10 times harder. Mm-hmm. And you're like... Yeah. Does it come from parents, parenting, our environment growing up? Um, We're hitting on a much deeper topic that will probably explode this one into a full episode. But uh, did we miss out on validation when we were younger and there was nobody there to say, hey, good job. That's amazing. Like you should be really proud of yourself for doing it that good. And it's just it's empty. And now that we live in a world of, of Facebook, if we don't get those likes we feel like well that wasn't good enough i'll try something else Mm -hmm. and it's almost like even giving somebody else credit for something they did going back to our very first one it's like i don't i don't want to be better than anybody else but i also secretly maybe don't want other people to be better than me because sometimes somehow that would take away from what i do yeah and that's a false narrative too. Like there are other people that are allowed to be better at you and by celebrating them and encouraging them, even if it means them being better than you, like it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay to do that and it should be done. And I think we've lost how to do that because, and I don't think it's because that we're bad people that we can't do that, but I think it's because there's something lacking that we're lacking something that somebody else isn't giving us. We shouldn't need it from somebody else, but dang, is it helpful to have somebody else notice what you're doing and how good it is? Yeah. And it isn't our place to necessarily do this, but the person who told you that you were a bad singer, they're probably so insecure about their, their singing voice that the only way they can make themselves feel better is to put you down when they saw you enjoying it so much. Yeah. And so it's not our place, but to try to like, forgive these people or to put it into perspective in our own brains that okay they were just pissed at themselves they weren't they maybe that could help but i don't know yeah it's hard to say you know i don't do i wish that never happened or am i just am i just trying to assign a blame somewhere or am i trying to assign something Mm-hmm. somewhere to, to this to, to take help it off me. you yeah to take it off me that like oh because they said that that created this and while i think there's something to that i think more of it is uh, you know i don't know that's kind of it's okay sometimes <laughs> to just say i don't know and explore some of this and and why things are the way they are and, mm-hmm. and why we are the way we are and that's ultimately too while we're doing this podcast yep. maybe we think about things or i think about things so much that other people don't and just to let people know too, they're they're not alone. So yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, 
it's a good place to wrap up our midweek Monday thoughts. I agree. Yeah, check out Third Eye Blind Motorcycle Drive By. Think about things in your life that you feel like you're being held back from and look at why you feel held back from those things and maybe it's your own doing and just yeah. allow, allow yourself to enjoy. And Stephen Jenkins, if you listen to this, we would love to have you as a guest on our podcast. I'd love to have amazing. him as like a family member. Like, yeah, you could, <laughs> we would adopt you into our family, even if you're happy with yours and be fine. <laughs> if you come perform live for, for us, that'd be amazing too. Um, so yeah. anyway, thank you for writing beautiful music. Mm-hmm. And thank you to all of you for listening and tell all your friends, um, I'm just going to say it. We want people to hear this. I know it's yeah. for us. I listen to this all the time, but I, you should show your friends. I said last week we were talking about good deeds and like doing them for recognition and stuff like <laughs> this. And I even mentioned like, you know, John, if you're so like not wanting recognition or attention, why are you doing, why are you putting your name on your podcast? And I thought about that this week and I was like, this is not a good deed. Our podcast is not a good deed. This is a podcast <laughs> and we want people to hear it. So that's why we have our names on it. <laughs> Take that for what it's worth. Right. But all right, we'll see you on the full podcast on Thursday. Later. Have a good week, guys. Bye.